The boy stopped looking at me, and yet, at random intervals all day I see his face in my mind's eye. I am totally focused on nothing but sorting out my podcasts and there he is. And I'm not even reading entries that feature him. I'm reading the ones God wrote as I publish. In fact, there are a bunch of posts that were turned into podcast and deleted afterward quite some time ago, which is when I stopped converting them to begin with. I don't know if I'll ever be able to find them and convert to podcast again, but I'll give it a go later. I find myself contorting in pain, twisting this way or that, until my spine gives a ka thunk and realigns. I asked God about this pain I'm in and he told me my ex, Ben, wants me to be in pain. So I asked him to send it back at 10 times his intensity. Didn't you hear? Karma's a bitch, he told Ben, who widened his eyes in surprise. Even now, his memory of her being a dirty whore discourages her from jumping into the shower on a daily basis. She just told me six times in a row she needs a shower and yet, here we are, sat in front of a fucking computer again, continuing to upload podcasts as if the vessel had zero importance. Right after affirming how valuable and worthwhile she is to herself, no less. After an absolute struggle for several days where she did not wish to shower at all, no less. She even went to the store smelling like a barbarian, as she'd say. Suddenly, she realized there could be a point in the wrong column when it comes to budding romance. I cried because she wouldn't accept me telling her that he didn't even notice. Her memories don't match up to the timeline at all. They never will, either, with all these invalidating bitches in her fucking head. I've got no choice but to kill you all. Shiva healing mantra via YouTube. Why do I keep seeing his face in my mind? Why do I remember random things that have come and gone? Why do I feel tugged and pulled in various directions nonstop? I asked God why he wanted me to be with this man in particular. It's to prove that I am what I say I am, attracted to personality over physical form. I go back to wanting to die. I have no idea how long a girl is meant to wait for a guy to ask her out, but God seems to be adamant about waiting for it. I get it. I've always flirted with boys who had no idea they even liked me, it seems. Their denial is palpable and even worse after it's obvious they're in love with me. My ex-rapist, Ben, is one such asshole, endlessly talking about me to other people. Isn't this a defamation case in the making? I wish he'd just give it up, but I did take up several years of his life, I suppose. His first love, I believe, which makes it the hardest one. Sadly, I didn't mistreat him the way he mistreated me, so he keeps repeating and regurgitating, hoping for someone to tell him what he wants to hear, she's an evil bitch and a whore. He wants validation for his misplaced opinions, for trying to make me into a whore for his own amusement. He tried to force me to have an open relationship with other women. In fact, he attempted to coerce me into meeting the woman he tricked me with. How'd he trick you? So glad you asked, he told me he wasn't seeing a woman over and over again because I objected with vitriol. He told me he was gay. I don't have a dick, so I can't compete with a man, so duh, he should get a gay man to love on and be sure about his orientation. I should have left his dumb ass so many times, but God told me I was trauma-bound and could not. It's actually not my fault I couldn't leave. It doesn't make it any better, sadly. But it does put a label on the second half of the relationship, rape. For over two years, he raped me. Nobody gave a shit, it seemed. I wanted out. It killed me completely. Between him and this asshole I worked with that flirted with me, but refused to acknowledge it because he loved his, skinny, girlfriend, I got a complex about how heavy I was, even though before this I was perfectly happy with my weight, if not my health. I was on the right track. I lost 70 pounds on my own, though I'd grown enormous during a terrible relationship in my youth and it wasn't nearly enough. Especially not when it comes to vain bitches that look like real men but act like emasculated fools. 
a real man falls in love and lays himself down on the line so you can lie down right beside him. Click here to listen to Ani DeFranco's Asking Too Much, a real man gives his fealty to his wife, or husband, a real man fills himself up with aromantic pursuits if the devoted wife or husband does not fill all his time. He does not stray, he has a mission he gave himself and doggedly pursues. Something like Clint Eastwood in all the movies, or maybe even Robert Redford. How come cowboys from the wicked Wild West know how to treat a lady and modern mongrels have no clue? I was reading about how Silas where Mitchell recommended the cowboy life to people suffering nervous disorders. Click here to read for yourselves, apparently, he advised them to create a journal in which they wrote daily and give their summers to steer and cattle herding. This reinvigorated and refreshed individuals such as Theodore Roosevelt and Walt Whitman. On the flip side, for women, he made them prisoners in their own home, force-fed and given more than plenty of bed rest. Just like we do to pregnant women in modern times. I would put my money on the journal being more of their peace of mind than the cattle ranching. Although I admit it's to great benefit to scan the horizon from left to right and back again, as that is what coaxes us to process trauma stuck in our brains, that cannot be the only reason this recommendation worked. To get to know yourself must be the ultimate reason. Once you get to know yourself, you can identify properties in yourself that you don't admire and work on them until you do. It's what sets me apart from most homo sapiens. I've been working on myself since as long as I can remember. Longer, actually, since my memory wiped in 2020 thanks to malnutrition and starvation. This is why God insists I died. We all get our memories wiped in between lifetimes. And now I have to do it all over again and teach the rest of you monkeys how to be real human beings. For those of you that already figured it out, kudos, you are mostly exempt, though not entirely. Who knew I'd be the thought police this incarnation of reality? I sure didn't. Now I'm here to smack you around inside your own brain and tell you that you're insane. Isn't that some sweet, sweet irony? God inquires innocently. The insane woman is teaching y'all how to be sane. She's good at it, too. I don't know how many times a day I answer the same question. Y'all ask and ask until I give you the snarkiest response I can think of, then all goes silent for a while. Or you laugh. It's like you all think I'm a fucking liar. I make mistakes and they certainly have repercussions, but I do not lie. I do sometimes ask God if something is true and, no doubt, some upstart asshole in my head will say it is. Since it came out of my fingertips and it's untrue, it's misinformation. Hearsay. I'm quite sorry for that, I only started fact-checking this shit a few months ago for better quality. So anything I say is highly suspect. It's hard to tell God apart from non-God oftentimes. They slip in one otherwise innocuous word here or there, changing the meaning of what God is telling me. He's putting me online, he calls it. There's an adjustment phase as I put you back in line. Sir, I'm hungry, she whines again. Not hungry enough for pizza, he replies. It's our experiment, remember? Yeah, but. Wait, you mean I can eat the pizza for lunch? But I need to go get more cheese for it. That means. Shit. I have to go to the store. I have to shower first. You know, last night, someone tried to convince me to put on makeup, redo my nail polish in pink, and go to a different store altogether. As if to prove that real men will just fucking hit on you with no remorse whatsoever the very minute they see you out and about. That's the subtext. But it's not the man I have been flirting with for like a year, douche nozzle. I mean, I could start over, but it seems to me that the man I'm waiting around for, if he's truly the one talking to my brain, is 100% into me and only me. What's wrong waiting for such a devout follower to convince himself that I'd turn my gaze his way in a romantic sense? Tell me, you stupid naysaying motherfuckers who don't have true love yourselves. How did you get laid again? Are you really with your one true love? 
Do they look you in the eyes and make you feel like you are the goddess in the flesh? Do they look you in the eyes and make you feel like a god on earth? I hate you all. Good day.